All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics beat the Heat 93-80, take a 3-2 series lead in Miami, heading back to Boston for Game 6, Friday night, the Garden is going to be electric. What a game we had tonight. Uh, Gonna follow the podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, because there were some tonight, Uh, but we're going to wrap up talking about game six here, what the Celtics need to do to wrap this up and go to the NBA Finals for the first time in a long time. This Boston Celtics team has not followed the New England tradition uh, and their last finals appearance has been a little too long for me. So I'm happy that we're just a game away going back to Boston to potentially seal the deal. Uh, but to get things started off here, got to give player of the game to Derek White tonight. And this is a guy that has gotten shit all year long. And again, some of it justified. Tonight, it was very clear from the start that Marcus Smart was not right. He only played 24 minutes, one of five from the field, came out, tested his, tested his ankle prior to the game. They deemed him ready. He came back, looked hesitant on a lot of things, wasn't driving to the rim like his normal self. Derek White stepped up. Played 29 minutes today, was out there in crunch time late in the fourth, uh, but was just making all of the right plays. 14 points, a rebound, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. On 6 of 8 shooting, 2 of 3 from the free throw line. Super efficient. The guy did everything tonight. I could not be happier for this guy because there was a lot of trash talk going on around him on Facebook, on Twitter, literally everywhere you looked. And the narrative completely flipped over the last couple of time or the last couple of games. But it's not just the stat sheet. Obviously there were other guys on the Celtics team that had a better stat line than Derek White tonight, but from a hustle perspective, from a just making the right plays from a consistency basis, there was nobody better than Derek White tonight. This guy, through and through, played Celtics ball. There was one play late in the game, too. This is when the Miami Heat were making a run, mind you. Like The Celtics had a 20-plus point lead, and Miami got it down to 13. And Derek White hustled hard down the lane, caused a, well, I can't say it caused a turnover, but stopped a fast break transition bucket. Like huge, huge play. Just ran down the floor, intercepted the pass, got in the passing lane, ended up going out of bounds with the ball, but stopped a fast break play. The transition defense was phenomenal for him tonight. And it wasn't just that. Everywhere, every, every time you looked at Derek White tonight, he was making the right play. You gotta love to see that from a guy that's 
frankly been underwhelming at certain points. I know I've talked about it on this podcast. Like I love Derek White. I think the brand of basketball he plays is great. Just like Ime talked about in the the pre or when we first traded for him, uh, he's a .5 second guy. He gets the ball and in half a second he knows what he's doing. He's either putting the ball to the floor, passing, or shooting. There's no in between. He's not catching and holding. He's making a move immediately. And it's exactly what the Celtics need. And tonight, last game, he's making it clear that he deserves all of the minutes that he's getting. And I love to see that for him. We did see some other good performances tonight. Uh, I'm going to start here. I th- Honestly, I think the next best guy was Robert Williams. Uh, six points, 10 rebounds, a steal, three blocks, which... I'm kind of calling BS on because I feel like I saw Robert Williams block 19 shots tonight. Obviously, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but to my knowledge, he blocked two three-point shots and then had a couple more at the rim. So I don't know where this three number is coming from, but this is I mean, this is ESPN. So following their stat sheet here. Robert Williams tonight, I thought, had a huge impact on this game. We've talked about it on this podcast several times, uh, especially after the last two games here uh, when Rob was out and Rob was in. This Celtics team, the Celtics defense, operates at a completely different intensity level uh, when Robert Williams is on the court. And tonight, no exception. I thought he was fantastic, Uh, and it really just, like, he is the key. He is the key to this Celtics team in this series. It's a Rob Williams series. Really, really solid performance from him. Started the game off early with that alley-oop from Derek White, uh, but also just had a couple of huge offensive rebounds, including one late. He had a big offensive rebound late in that fourth quarter that led to a Jason Tatum Uh, No, Jalen Brown, three. So he's coming up huge in different spots here. You'll love to see it. His other guy, Al Horford, same deal. 17 points, seven rebounds, five assists, a steal, two blocks. Massive game for Al Horford, too. Like, both of these guys deserve so much credit. You look at what Bam did all season long compared to what he did the last couple games, this series, really. Like, Bam had a solid game tonight, but there were a couple stretches where he was really good. For the most part, this game, he wasn't. He went on, a, I think, an 8-0 run himself in that third quarter, um, or at least he had eight straight points for the Heat in that third quarter. That's where the majority of his points came from. Outside of that, He didn't play all that great tonight. These guys, Al Horford, Grant, I'll give him credit, but Time Lord. These guys are scared to drive into the paint. They're scared to get physical down low because Time Lord's lurking. And he is just making everything so hard. So hard for this team. You saw it with Jimmy Butler, too. Jimmy Butler tonight, 13 points, 4 of 18 from the field. Like, horrible numbers. Kyle Lowry, 0 points, 0 of 6 from the field. 
they're terrified to get into the paint when Time Lord's there. That's it. Like, I'm dead convinced of it at this point. Because his, like, just shot-blocking ability is noticed. I don't think there is or has ever been a better rim protector at six foot nine than Robert Williams. People want to talk about needing a seven footer in the NBA, like how much that helps the defense. When you have a wingspan and the jumping ability of Robert Williams, it does not matter. Because this guy is blocking three point corner shots with like his forearm. Because the guy is freakishly athletic. You love to see that from him. We also had two solid performances from the Jays. And to start with Tatum, this is not his best shooting performance. However, he knew that. And he attacked and found guys. End of the game, 22 points, 12 rebounds. Nine assists, just one assist shy of his first career playoff triple-double. So this guy is making the right plays. Like, really struggled shooting. Two of eight from three, seven of 20 from the field, not ideal. Even missed two free throws. Again, not ideal. But the guy is making everybody around him better. And if you go back to, I don't know, let's say December before the Celtics went on this giant streak. Jason Tatum, the whole criticism about him was he's not a superstar because he's not making the guys around him better. He's a talented offensive player. That was the narrative around Jason Tatum. That has completely flipped on its head. Jason Tatum is playing such a team-focused game, and it's beautiful. Like, even after winning first team All-NBA, he gets interviewed and he's talking about all of the guys on the team and how he's proud of the team, he loves the team, the team is performing well. This is what we need Jason Tatum to be. And it's like it's beautiful coming together in a playoff game like this. This was a scary one because, and I'll talk about JB here too, but... Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for 10 points in the first half on 3 of 16 from the field. Abysmal, abysmal shooting for the two of them. A really bad start. But you look at it, and that's the reason that we were down, 42-37 at half. The Celtics went on to win the third quarter, 32-16. to So we doubled their score and then won the fourth, 24-22. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown combined for 37 points on 14 of 23 in the second half. And I'm going to talk about Jalen Brown here because Jalen Brown had the complete 180 from half to half. At the end of the first half, he had six points, uh, three rebounds with four turnovers at halftime, right? At the end of the game, 25 points, four rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, four turnovers. So in the second half, he went on to score 19 points with zero turnovers. That's the Jalen Brown. How did he do it? Right? Changed his game. Every time he drove, he lost the ball. He was turning the ball over at 
basically every dribble drive that he had. The second half was basically a spot-up shooter. Started running around screens more, found open lanes, and got to the, and just, I can't say really got to the rim. He did get to the rim a couple times, but he focused on finding an open spot. And when he found an open spot, guys like Tatum, like Derek White, found him for the shots. So Jalen Brown tonight really flipped his game on its head. Instead of trying to be aggressive, getting into the lane, driving like he's been doing all year long, he realized that that wasn't working, and he started just trying to become a shooter. And that's what he did. This is a beautiful game from Jalen Brown. 10 of 19 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3. You can't really ask for too much more. Like, after the, after the first half that he had, this is as good of a performance as it gets for Jalen Brown. So, love to see that as well. So, we've talked about pretty much all of the guys that played tonight, right? Marcus Smart... Didn't didn't look right. That's basically all you can say about it. Marcus Smart did not look right. He looked hurt. He wasn't really sprinting. He wasn't making all the same hustle plays that we normally see. He just didn't look right. Ime Doka, credit to him, only played him 24 minutes. He followed the hot hand. Derek White played great. Peyton Pritchard only got six minutes tonight. Wasn't a huge factor, uh, but he continued to just roll with Derek White. This was a very, very short, small, seven-man lineup for the majority of today. Grant Williams was that other seventh guy. Thought he played great. There were a couple of possessions. Bam tried to body him down low. Did not budge. Not surprised because we saw it against Giannis, who is clearly a bigger human than Bam. Uh, similar physicalities. you got to give Bam a lot of credit for you know the way he works. Uh, But Grant Williams does not budge defensively. I thought he had a solid defensive game, had a couple great offensive possessions. Uh, One possession in particular, up faked, got into the lane, nice little floater. You'll love to see that coming from him. Like this This is a game where everybody stepped up. Everybody, top to bottom. Everyone in the, everyone that was in the rotation played well. Right, And that's Celtics basketball. That's what we need to see, especially against a team that is really going to throw everything at you. Miami's not a team that's going to quit. Miami's a team that's going to throw bodies at everybody, try to make things as hard as possible. But the Celtics responded. Everybody responded. And now the Celtics are one win away. From going to the NBA Finals. The Boston Celtics are one win away from the NBA Finals. Wild. Wild to talk about. But I want to talk about some of the negatives here. I'll keep that section really short. Because this is a game where we pretty much had in hand for the majority of the second half. The first half, we found ourselves down. And that's what I want to talk about here. Before we dive into some of the negatives, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. 
The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so let's talk some negatives here. Like I said, keep this section short because it deserves to be short. This is a 13-point win uh, over a very good Miami team to take a 3-2 series lead on the road. So... I'll keep this section short, but everything I've been talking about, as far as negatives go, kind of continued tonight. You know, over the season, what are the things that we've talked about? Offensive rebounds, turnovers, right? Those continued to be issues tonight. 19 offensive rebounds for the Miami Heat. Unacceptable. Like, this is just not good. And this is this is the calling card of Miami, right? This is the, the heat culture, as they like to call it. They will out-hustle everybody. And they did that on several occasions tonight as far as the offensive glass went. you got to give them a lot of credit. I hate to do it, but they played well in that aspect. right? The other issue, total turnovers. 15, 17 points off of those turnovers. Again, that number at the half was, you know, bad, right? At halftime, we allowed 12 points off of 10 turnovers. So obviously we cut that in half in the second half, only 15 at the end of the game. So that means five in the second half. Overall, that's not bad. If you're looking strictly a second half performance, you'll love to see it. But still, these are issues that the Celtics are continuing to experience. And that's not good. The other thing tonight, missed free throws. We missed six of them tonight. 74% from the free throw line. Like these are typically the things that the Celtics do really well. I don't know how it shook out, but through 98% of the season, last time I saw the stat, the Celtics were top two, top three 
in the NBA as far as free throw percentage. This is not it. 74% not going to do it. Right? Again, this Celtics defense bails them out in so many different ways. Like, if you're going to only give up 80 points to a team, you're probably winning that game. I don't care how bad your offense is, but this is another game where we didn't really play that well, offensively at least. Like, we didn't have a bunch of guys go out and shoot lights out. Like, from the field, 46%. From three, 30%. 74% from the free throw line. 24 assists, lower than what we like. Right? Like, I've said the magic number is 25-26. This year, it's been closer to 28. So, this isn't a, a crazy good offensive game. Like, we had Time Lord and Marcus Smart, both under 10 points, 6-5. and five. Jason Tatum shot horribly, 7 of 20. Grant Williams wasn't in double digits. Like, we only scored 93 points. This is not a good offensive game. Fortunately for the Celtics, our defense is otherworldly. Like, this is one of the best defenses that this NBA has probably ever seen. And I know I might be jumping out and saying that, and it might be a little aggressive of a take, but I don't I don't know. Like, you go back to the, the bad boys in Detroit, the Pistons teams in the early 2000s, like, this is competing with them. I, I will gladly say that. Like, this is a fantastic defensive team. So the key to game six is going to continue to be that. But it also, you have to tie in all of the other negatives that we had today. The offensive glass, you got to clean up. Free throws, you got to clean up. Shooting, you got to clean up. Like, you can have another half where Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown combine for 3 of 16 from the field. It's not good. And then turnovers. Honestly, I think turnovers is the biggest key. Like, there's a reason we got outscored in the first half. And we destroyed Miami in the second half. A lot of it comes from turnovers. Turnovers do two things, right? When you turn the ball over, you're not scoring. But when you turn the ball over, you're also creating a mismatch in transition. Giving Miami an easy lane. And they took advantage of it. Right? Like, those are the big issues that the Celtics need to clean up. Uh, But with that being said, again... Celtics, 13-point win on the road to take a huge lead in this series. Those are the keys to Game 6, though. they got to come out strong, and they have to clean up all of these errors, all these mistakes. they got to clean it up. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up for this podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page. Uh, just crossed 22,000 members, which is wild. Uh, just as wild as the Celtics being one win away from the NBA Finals. So again, have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?